It's the Zaya Show. What's up, guys? It's Zaya. And before we get into the juicy episodes and stuff, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast so that way you can get first alert of new episodes on all streaming platforms every Wednesday. Now back to the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Zaya Show. Today, I'm here with the amazing and beautiful Virginia. Um, She is the head of marketing for Queer to Queer Festival, and hopefully again next year. So say hey, Virginia, to the Zaya fam. Hi, Zaya fans. (laughs) And before we get started, I would like to ask for your pronouns. They are she and her. Wonderful. And what's your sexual orientation? I am actually bisexual and I am polyamorous. Yes. All right. Let's get into it. So recently, I so recently you just did Queer to Queer Festival. And yeah, that was like right. last week. Yeah. Like first weekend of July. Yeah. It was July me- 2nd. Yes. Uh, we kicked off on the first with a nice drag show. And it, that was a lot of fun. And then on the second, we had a lot of live acts. And then we segued right on into our film section. Yes. I love a good drag show. Uh, What was your favorite part of the festival? (laughs) I'm sorry. What was that? What was your favorite part of the festival? The drag show, Um, the performance? You know, I really liked Queer Factor and Madeline Teague. I love a good comedy. I love to laugh. So yeah. I really enjoyed those two acts. Um, I didn't really get to see much of the drag show because I was out front doing tickets. But yeah. from what I could, honey, they are talented. Yes, they are. Absolutely. Just phenomenal. Deja Dubois and her team were just wonderful. Yes, because I actually interviewed uh, some members from Queer Factor and they are amazing and so talented. And I can't wait to see them do one of their shows like in Dallas. When I come down there, I'm going to come down there in Texas. Um, but yeah, I'm glad it, the festival was a great fun and a great success. It seemed amazing. And yeah, so how did you end up having the position as head of marketing for Queer to Queer Festival? Well, actually, since I used to live in Dallas... Uh But currently, I live in New Mexico now. Um, I know Benjamin Ward and Rinda Lee Singleton personally for about the last 10 years. Um, Yes. So they knew I was good at social media because I also had the side business of the Desert Peacock Studio that I work under. And we do marketing and social media for small-time artists or people who just don't feel like doing that. They want to focus on their art. That's where we take over. So uh, they asked me to come on and work for Queer to Queer. And I was very willing to do so, especially being a queer person that I identify myself. And I also have a transgender child that... I felt like this would be a good opportunity to make some headway in Texas with, you know, the resistance to transgenderedness. 
Yes, absolutely. I love that, you know, like you being bisexual and you having a transgender child, you know, thinking of like how this could impact the future, not only of Texas, but also like, you know, representation within the community. So obviously like this festival is amazing and it gives representation to the LGBTQ, but as a person that works in social media, how do you feel the representation of LGBTQ events and festivals and creators are evolving over the age of social media? Wow, we are really making our own niche area. Yes. Um, I noticed that when I do ads on Facebook, we get a lot of negative pushback. Oh, yeah. Um, from just people who don't agree with us or don't want to be a part of it. And they have to put in their two cents. But at the same time, we are able to weed those people out of our area and make a safe space for LBGTQIA and everyone who wants to be a part yes. of it. Um, yes. And I feel like because of that, we are more comfortable being out in social media because we can just block whoever doesn't agree with us. And once I agree, start hate. We don't put yes. up with hate. We don't. Hashtag no, no hate. Hashtag <laughs> no hate. <laughs> and That's speaking right. about no hate and blocking out the haters. Um, so you said you are bisexual. So did you have a coming out uh, moment or was it something that you always was confident in within your sexual orientation? Because for me, it was like, I I had my own personal journey. Like, you know, like I was kind of like forced out the closet. <laughs> oh. So yeah, that, that, yeah, at 13. So it was like, I think I'm gay, but I was like, I don't know, cause I like girls. So I thought I was bisexual for a hot minute. And then after high school and crushing on guys, I'm like, I'm just gay. I give up, I'm just gay, I'm gay. <laughs> and then, you know, like, so how did your, uh, sexual orientation journey goes for go for you well um I found that I had those urges in high school but I was not in an lbgtq friendly environment Me so too. I had to repress a lot of that when mm -hmm. college hit I just none of the girls were interested in me and that was oh. just weird I think they thought I was straight even though yeah. I would tell them, no, I'm, I'm bi. They're like, no, you're not. No, um, you're not. And now it's, it's very a part of me. I am comfortable with it, but right. it took me probably a good 10 years to realize that yes, I am bisexual and yes, it is okay to be in a heterosexual relationship with my husband yes. and still be bisexual. Right. Cause I feel like, especially with us. Uh, hmm? Yeah. There was a lot of acceptance I had to go through and my parents were not positive. Um, my family really wasn't positive about it, but you know, they know and they accept me now. And right. if they don't, well, you know, toxic is toxic. <laughs> yes. Because I'm still actually going through this journey. Like, I'm 21. And even though I was outed at 13, most people think like, oh, Zaya had the had like, you know, go through it earlier. But now he's had, 
like you know like you think like yeah I'm happy with myself you know like I'm accepting of my you know sexual orientation I'm gay I know I'm gay and I don't you know sugarcoat to anybody beliefs however I'm still struggling with like having people accept me through you know family relations and that takes a long time a long time and I'm you know getting to the point where it's like I'm not looking for your validation I'm just looking just so you could just be like okay I get it let's go about our day how about some pancakes like I want that yes (laughs) like I could live with that but um it's going to take a minute to get there and I am just you know being myself living my best truth being a voice for you know people that are probably listening being like I don't want to you know be in a toxic environment and I won't be able to be myself because the thing for me that helped me through high school was watching YouTube couples that were part of the LGBTQ community or seeing it on social media. It could give me hope that, okay, this is not just me, my weird fetish thing. Like, it's normal. It's okay to feel this way. It's normal. There's people out there. And I made a lot of friends through social media as a teenager going through the toxic energy now. But since... I'm older now and I can have my own place. Like, you know, like, thank God I have my own peaceful environment. But at that time, I really held on to social media and YouTube. That's awesome. And I'm so glad that social media is around these days because when I was in high school, it wasn't. I am 39 years old and I graduated in about 2000 and we were in a hot area of LBGTQ hate. Yeah. And, you know, back when you're gay was a slur. And I am so grateful that we have social media now so that people can reach out beyond those clicks and see that there is a world outside of high school and how those people think. Mm -hmm. And I very much like being a part of that so that queer to queer can be a representation for people, you know, just to go to and say, hey, there's other queer people out there. Right. And they're filmmakers and they're good at it. Yes. I agree 100%. And speaking about giving representation and being ourselves and outspoken, um, I know that you have a transgender child, uh, yeah. Virginia. Do you want to talk about that in that journey? Sure, being I a can. Parent? Yes. Yeah. Um, Asher is their name. Okay. They are now they and he. So um, it was really, it took me by surprise, honestly. It was something as a parent, I never thought I'd have to deal with that. But, um, you know, that's parenting. Your kids are just going to grow up in the most unexpected, brilliant ways. Mm -hmm. And as long as you nurture them and tell them it's okay to explore this right now, you know, and it may be an exploration and it may be that they truly are trans. They've only really come out in the last three months. So it's been like, okay, hold your horses. We're not right. starting HRT right now. But if they want to, you know, we are open to that. And I find that is a mindset 
that a lot of parents don't have. I agree. They want their children to be the assigned gender. They don't want to be flexible about it. And I find that very sad because if you don't trust your children to grow and find out who they are, they're going to hate you when they grow up. Facts. And they're not going to want to be in your life. And you're going to miss out on so many great moments. Yes, I agree 100%. Um, being a child, like, you know, to my mom and, you know, I my mom was a single mom, so I had my mom only mainly. Um, I'm the oldest and I'm the only boy. So I already knew from the, when I was young, like, everybody, like, I was a quiet kid, a good kid. Like, you know, like, according to everybody else, like, okay, for parenting, you know, like, he's a good kid. He does this. He does that. He's talented. He can play piano. Whoopie-doo, right? And then... <laughs> When my mom discovered that, you know, like I watched gay porn, I was like thinking like, you know, like teasing with the idea of like me being gay. It was like the worst thing that could ever happen to her because she was like so disappointed. It was like, that's not my son. Da, 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 da. And I mean, like as a kid, you don't understand that like at 13, you just like I just did this because I thought it was like, you know, like that's when you really start exploring like sex ed and sexual orientations and all those wonderful things. And I was confused. I was like is this not normal? Am I being dumb? Am I being, you know, like I was, I had to overcome a lot of stuff. And thank God I had great school counselors that would, you know, like talk to me in private about it, you know, like without my mother knowing in high school. Um, But yeah, it's very hard to have a parent like that because it's like, okay, now it was like to the point in high school when it was even like, okay, you doing all these great things, got into college, got into over like 20 plus colleges, out of state, in state, scholarships, president, theater kid, whoopie-doo, got into performing arts school. And then it was like, oh, but if I say anything with the word gay in it, it was like a cloud over the beautiful sky, if that makes sense. So yes. as a under, under 18, I had to hide that from my family just to make everybody else comfortable. But it was like, I was two different types of people. Like in my family eyes, it was like, I always kept working and working. And they was like, you need to slow down. You need to make friends, have relationships. But little do they know, from my friends know, they know that I am the complete opposite. I work hard, but also I do have friends and I do have time. I just don't want to open up my friends to a toxic environment when I know they struggled at that age. We was all struggling together as teenagers. So I really didn't want to open my family up to that and have like some chaotic mess because those friends was really my support. And as well, their parents rallied behind me. Uh, They helped me out with several things, like, you know, like emotionally. So it was like, I still had to care, but Mm -hmm. it was like, I had to be careful at home. What I wore, what I said, as much as me just like um, doing like the, okay, do you watch Wendy Williams or did you? occasionally I'd catch clips yeah okay so you know like how she do the how you doing like with her mm-hmm. hands yeah, I couldn't even do that with my hands so it, if it was like regular it's like Isaiah stop doing that that's gay it's like okay flex the muscles I guess but yeah now being that's in college crazy. and graduating in college I mean like I have a boyfriend now and we talk about it a lot because he says the same thing it's like what do we do now you're an adult your family like do you Tell your family, this is how it is now with your friends, and you just keep it pushing, or do you just keep it, you know, calm for everybody? And I'm exploring that uh, part of my life right now. 
Um, I don't know what I'm doing, but we will figure it out. So, but I know that I'm confident and I know that I'm loved. And so, yeah, I'm in counseling and I feel like counseling is beneficial for many things. But yeah, as a child with a parent that is very like by the book. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. We, we try to block the toxic energy away from us. Yes. yes, there are even family members that I am not allowed to tell Asher about. Uh, be, well, like my parents don't even know Asher's new name. They still call them by their dead name because oh. we're not allowed to tell them they would freak out. Right. They are very religious. They are very Catholic. And um. they just don't see beyond their own blinders mm -hmm. they have these the blinders on of how they view the world and no one can tell them any different so they will always believe that it's wrong and it's very painful because they don't realize they're probably never gonna see my kid again which is sad to say yeah because yeah. asher is who they are you mm -hmm. can't change it and no amount of hate is, should be inflicted on that child just because they are exploring who they are. I agree. So speaking of, you know, like your, like the the grandparents, like Sethi. So how did Asher, uh, the birth of Asher, how did this bond you and him? Well, Honestly, I was so pleased that they felt comfortable enough to come tell me at all. I was over the moon. Because when I was growing up, I did not feel comfortable telling my parents things. And I hid a lot of dangerous stuff that I did as a teenager that I should not have been doing. Yeah. And it got me in some high risk situations and, you know, my parents, a lot of that they didn't even know about because I never felt comfortable telling them because they always came back with, well, you should be doing it this way because that's how the religion says. And I never agreed with that. Um, to the point that I stopped going to church about the time I hit 12 or 13. Yeah. Um, and my mom was very upset. My mom was very upset. Yikes. But that's something she had to learn to accept that I was changing and I was not going to put up with some of the things they were teaching me. Right. Because it was hateful and bigoted. Yes, I agree. Because um, my dad was actually a preacher. However, like, I kind of, like, look back at it now and be like, thank God it didn't happen. <laughs> because <laughs> as I got born, that's when the church, uh, unfortunately, closed down. So I didn't have the real toxic uh, church, you know, like the pressure of being a preacher's kid on top of me. So I feel like yes. if that was on top of me, that would have been a whole different ballgame. But, you know, my family, they're church-going people. But some, like, you know, like my grandparents are, but my mom, she thinks she's, you know, good Christian. She go to church. But, honey, we don't go to, they, they don't go to church. They don't go to church. And <laughs> I'm just like, you can't, you can't, mama, you can't spread those words if you don't go to church, honey, or even read the Bible. Mm -mm, mm -mm. But, 
we have arguments about that because I'm more spiritual, so I'm more open-minded about different cultures and different religions. Like, I have my own relationship, and, you know, like, in my family, it's like, it's this way and this way and da 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 But my grandparents are more open about religion. They re- really open about religion. They don't mind talking about that. So I kind of got lucky with that part. Okay. Yeah, I think you did because... Yeah, religion and was tough. But I grew up in South Louisiana where there is a heavy Catholic Wait, influence. which part of Louisiana? The North Shore. Oh my gosh. Just, oh my gosh, uh, okay. So you have New Orleans on the bottom. Yes, I'm from Kenner. Where? Kenner, right by Metairie. You grew up in Kenner. Yeah. Abita Springs. Oh my goodness. Yes, my Louisiana. I knew his. I was like, oh, yeah, south of Louisiana. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Abita Springs. Yeah, because I lived Went in Covington for like Covington. Uh, two years. Yeah. For two years. And then we moved back to uh, Kenner and Metairie area mm-hmm. after that. So, yeah. Wow. That's a small world. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we did not plan to say this. Um, this yeah, that was unexpected. In the moment. This is very in the moment. Wow, I didn't know that. So this is my question now as a Louisiana native. Um, so dealing with all this with your parents, like as a young uh, adult, did you want to leave Louisiana fast for your own peace and to explore the world? Absolutely. Okay, we in the same boat because I'm leaving next year. <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah. I did not enjoy Louisiana. I did not enjoy New Orleans. That whole environment I felt was very toxic. Uh, I'm also not a drinker. Um, I am a type one diabetic, so I am not allowed to have alcohol. And that whole area is very alcohol driven. Definitely. Absolutely. And that's just not how I enjoy myself. Um, So... There was a big part of that got me out of there. Um, I ended up moving to Texas with my husband. We moved to Dallas. Okay. When he got a job, and that was like 2007. Um, and it just kind of went from there. We lived in Dallas for about 14 years. And mm-hmm. by the time we were done, we were tired of the big city. So, yeah, um, we also didn't have any family in the area any longer. We did when we moved in and then they all moved out. So we moved to New Mexico where we have family and a good support system. And they are much more liberal in that area. That's amazing. LBGTQ rights. Albuquerque is one of the few places where you can still get an abortion um, legally. Um, Yes. Those kind of things that they started taking out in Texas. My husband and I looked at each other, having Asher, and said, this Mm -hmm. is not a safe place for our children anymore. So we packed up and left uh, last August when things started really getting crazy with the politics. Yes, I agree. Because me looking at places now, like, think, like, even with the events that was happening before uh, World V Wade was overturned, I was looking at 
you know, like, cause I was looking like, where would I want to move to? And then Florida, you know, Florida and Texas are the main ones that just like, are you serious? Why are you talking? Like, why are you talking? Mm -hmm. And I'm just looking at both those states. And I'm like, yeah, no, nah, this ain't happening. I don't care if it's a good money, good job. I am a black gay man, honey. I will be the radar <laughs> for both states, like basically in America. And my boyfriend was like, oh, Texas look good, babe. I was like, babe, no. I don't think Texas is where we want to go, honey. I don't think so. And then after what happened, you know, like now we're rethinking, like, where do we go? Like, you know, like I talked about this with several people on the podcast. I was like, I don't know where else to move to because it's like Louisiana. You already know Louisiana is already <laughs> Texas little sister. So yes. it's like, where so do I go? Is and Alabama's a cousin. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, where do I go? Do I go to basic LA, California, Georgia, New York? Like, it's a lot of things to think about. And I think people don't realize that. Like the heteros, the normies, mm -hmm. uh, don't realize that LGBTQ people have to think about what state we have to live in now. Because now since everything will be according to the states, it's like, okay, which state is going to be my person that will represent me? <laughs> like, I'm not going to stay in a state that's not going to represent me and then hate me 24-7 because there's enough hate in the world. And we just trying to, you know, escape the hate. Exactly. This is what we call the age of political migration. Mm -hmm. We left because of politics and it was not safe for our child um, or myself, you know, being a female. Right. And um, yeah, it, it wasn't safe anymore for anybody. And yeah. so we packed up, we moved to Albuquerque, which New Mexico is one of the most more liberal states, I would have to say these days. Yeah. Um, and they have Albuquerque's like a small city. And we live in the suburbs of Rio Rancho. And that's mm -hmm. a very nice area. Um, and we are trying to turn our city blue. Facts. Yes. <laughs> I'm not trying. I can't turn Louisiana blue by myself, so I'm leaving. Um, yeah, that's but, how we yeah. felt about Texas. Yeah, I can't turn it blue. Like, if it was, like, got the potential to be blue, I would go. But Texas, they look like they just... Texas and Florida have been plotting. I'm just saying. They're a hot but mess, honey. They're a hot mess. And I'm just like, what do I think? Like being a marketing major and, you know, I'm graduating in a recession, going to be graduating in a recession and I'm going to have to find a new state to live in. It's like, holy guacamole. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I'm just like marketing jobs in a good state. Um, please hire me. Um, please do. <laughs> so I'm working my butt off this year to secure a job out of state. So that way, when I go, I could be with my boyfriend and we don't have to worry about that stuff because me and him got the same type of story background. So it's kind of like two peas in a pod and we've been friends since like we've been teenagers. So it's like, you know, like that's like my partner. So yep, yeah, that's how I feel about my husband. He is 100% my partner. He is not my overlord. Right. <laughs> these these some men around here just, ugh, they irk my nerves. But I'm glad that y'all had the capability and, like, the courage to move out of Texas into a more safer place for not only just Asher, but for the whole family and for even you. 
So I commend you for that. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be hearing this, especially because I have a good demographic in adults. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of people are hearing this and be like, okay, you know what? I'm tired of this toxic environment. I'm going to leave. I'm going to do what's best for me, for my children, for my friends, for my family. And I'm going to live my life as best I can, you know, without mm-hmm. majority of the hate. We always want to have hate somewhere, but I don't want majority of the hate, okay? So, yeah. Though I will say that we will probably continue having the theater screenings in Dallas because we want to help have a space for like teens and teen pride. And we want to have space for the queer community that cannot escape. They don't have the funds or the ability. So we still want to make sure they're protected and have an outlet. And so we will probably continue doing um, the theater screening in Dallas, even though I think we have decided to change venues. So that may be a new thing. All right. I'll be there. I'll be there. Awesome. (laughs) But yes, I feel like it's important to have representation and to have events, especially for LGBTQ youth. Like, I don't understand how you want your child to own a gun, but they can't go to a drag show i don't get it i just don't mm-hmm. so i'm just yeah i'm just glad that you know like it's still gonna be in dallas so that's yes i mean i'll go there i'll go that you know like i'll deal with the hate for a few days at least say an eternity but you know mm-hmm. it just gives courage to lgbtq youth that probably do like went through the same things and then coming and being like if they could do it i could do it and there's always a better uh, ending, uh, a better chapter to the story, you know? Right. Exactly. We want to give an alternative ending to Doom. Right. So, <laughs> what is some things that you wish you could tell your younger self if you had a chance to about everything that's happening in modern day time? Hmm. That's a tricky question. There are so many things. <laughs> her death. Um, I would tell myself to be myself more. Mm. I had a lot of, um, when I was a teenager, I started having emotional problems because I was not happy with who I was. Yeah. And I didn't find out till I was an adult that I am ADHD autistic. So... I would literally go back and tell myself, you are ADHD. Go get on some ADHD meds. Right. (laughs) I'd probably also tell myself I was diabetic because we didn't find out that until I was an adult either. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, some of that's all just hindsight's 2020. But, yeah, I would definitely go back and give myself a lot of emotional support a lot more this is normal and a lot more of it's gonna be okay Mm -hmm. i didn't get a lot of it's gonna be okay when i was a kid right so deep yes yeah i feel like i would tell myself um I could tell myself young. Um, well, I'm still young, but you know, since uh, I would tell my underage self that, hmm, start saving. That's why I say start saving. 
Yep. Because I don't think we saw, I don't think we all saw this coming. Like, if you would have went back to 2015 and be like, yes, this going to get overturned, this state going to do you'll probably look at yourself and be like, what? You, you're joking, right? No, I'm not. Mm-mm. Yeah, I wouldn't mm-hmm. have believed it. I wouldn't have believed that, but like, no, I'm going to go and be happily ever after. I'm like, honey, the 2020 decade ain't going to be happily ever after, baby. It's part two, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you, Virginia, so much for coming on to the Zaya show. I'm so happy that we got to do this wonderful, conver- have this wonderful conversation and bring light to the community and bring light to love. And that's going to solve most issues, love and speech and you know action and empathy and compassion i preach empathy and compassion because if you can see someone from their point of view Mm -hmm. you will learn so much more yes i totally agree with you empathy and compassion that's my motto um yes but yeah it was wonderful to be here thank you for having me no problem. Do you want to drop your social media links? Anything that you're doing right now? Any special projects to the Zay fans? I do have a special project. I just Ooh. finished my first novel and it is published on Amazon. It's called what? Dragon Born, Dragon mm-hmm. B O R N, and it is written under Victoria Asher. Okay. Because okay. Asher actually picked their name from my pen name. Oh, yeah, that's it was so, so sweet. sweet. So uh, it's definitely a pen name I'm going to be keeping. Mm-hmm. Yes, and look for many more because I've got like five or six on the works that just need editing. Right. So, do you want to give like a quick summary of what the book's about? Sure. It's actually a fantasy romance, um, heterosexual in this one. Um, In later books, we're going to get into more LBGTQ stories. But Mm. right now, I'm just trying to get on the market. Um, It is about a girl who gets captured by a bad family member. And it comes to find out there's a lot more going on with her than even she realizes. Uh, the fantasy part comes in that she has the ability to turn into a dragon. And Ooh. in the end, it's quite epic. Okay. That, all right. I'm going to check that out. All right. That's all going to be in the description box below, guys. So definitely click that. Check the book out. Buy it. Buy it. And all social media links with me and Virginia going to be all down below. Thank you so much for coming on to the Zaya show. All right. Thanks again, Zaya. I had a great time. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Yay!